your best health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Hello and welcome back to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron, and I'm sitting here with Dr. Chris Banning. How are you, Dr. Banning? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you, Aaron? I'm doing good. Happy to be here, especially with today's topic. Today, we're going to be discussing uh, digestive health, which is a big uh, a big thing, I know, especially with you, because it seems it's come up in almost every episode we've done, digestion. Yeah, digestion is just one of the biggest upstream strategies you can use to get healthy. It's just It's just massive. And most people don't understand it, but it all starts with what we put into our mouths. And if you're not putting good food in your mouth, you're going to get poor results and lots of crazy symptoms. You know, we talk a lot about junk food and fast food here. I'm betting those are on the wrong end of digestive health. (laughs) They are. Uh, In fact, that creates um, extremely poor health and, and, and a lot more than just poor digestion, just a whole plethora of diseases uh, develop from eating poor foods and developing poor digestion. It just goes on and on and on. Well, let's start at the top. Let okay. me, let me uh, give me some examples of symptoms of poor digestion because a lot of people I'm included don't know that they're, they're having poor digestion. Okay. Awesome. So, so how can we tell the top is a good place to start? Cause that's where it begins. Um, When you smell something, guess what? Your brain's like, hmm, I smell that. So guess what? You start to salivate. Um, Your gastric juices start to kick in from signals from your brain. And then you start to look at eating the food and chewing the food. And all these things are put in place to increase the surface area of the food, to digest your proteins, your fats, and your sugars and to break them down into their smallest common denominator. Now, when you eat processed foods, those are not part of the genetic blueprint. That's not what God designed us to digest. And so um, the foods we're putting in our mouths are foods that create cravings. Um, They're foods, if they're junk foods, they just create, we call it dysbiosis. That's a big word. It It basically means a biological hazard um, of flora in your gut that's it's not healthy for you. And so opportunistic bacteria come in there um, and digest your food for you. And they have waste products that get inside of your gut that can create candida, uh, can create bacterial overgrowth, that can create urinary tract infections, uh, that can create a whole host of diseases. And it's just because you didn't eat healthy food. And so those opportunistic bacteria can take over and just hijack your whole body and just cause all kinds of, I mean, it can cause autoimmune disease. Autoimmune disease would be rheumatoid arthritis. That's a popular one that people know about. Uh, Lupus or irritable bowel or leaky gut. Yeah, I've heard of those. Um, Yeah, those are autoimmune uh, conditions. And then you can have uh, poor digestion. It can lead to cancer of the bowel. Um, And people that get their gallbladder removed. That's usually somebody that's um, not able to tolerate a lot of the junk food. And, you know, I just, I think I got on a rabbit trail and I forgot what you <laughs> asked. 
But that's so, okay because that's good you know, information. <laughs> I'm passionate about digestion. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for people. Well, my question was how, how can somebody – give me some sam- symptoms, some, oh, some examples okay. of symptoms. Um, so when your body's burning or digesting and breaking down all this food, if you experience something like heartburn or acid reflux, that's because the food is remaining undigested. And guess what it's doing? Ugh. It is rotting in your stomach. Oh, that sounds pleasant. Yeah, and so, you know, when something's (laughs) rotting, guess what? Nothing good can come along. So these bacteria come along and digest it for you and just leave all kinds of just toxins in your gut. And that goes through your whole system. It gets gets absorbed into your bloodstream, and then it's just a whole different ball game. So, yeah, and so they'll give you um, medications to help your immune system quit being so hypersensitive when really it's a digestive problem. You know, and it, acid reflux is a big deal. You know how I know? I see a lot of ads for, for oh, medications. All you got to do is go to your big stores like uh, Walmart, and I call it the inflammatory aisle. <laughs> and what happens, we just talked about autoimmune disease, right? Where right. you get a lot of allergies and indigestion, heartburn, arthritis. Well, they have stuff for allergies. They have stuff for antacids, and they have all kinds of inflammatory, you know, anti-inflammatory drugs right there. And all this stuff just creates an inflammatory soup in your gut that just gets into your bloodstream because nothing's getting digested. And you're inviting crazy people to help you digest your food, and they're not going to be nice to you, (laughs) you know? So That's a a mental image that just made me laugh. (laughs) I know, it's crazy. And so it just shuts everything down. You don't digest your fat, uh, and you don't have any energy. Okay, so heartburn, acid reflux, lack of energy. Um, are there other things, other symptoms? Uh, yes, bloating after meals. Uh-oh. Now, bloating can be caused by something that you ate that's no good mm-hmm. for you. Like if you eat junk food, that's going to more likely cause bloating, and most people think that's normal. Um. You know, yeah, you know, it seems like, I have, you know, even in the movies from the 50s and 60s, uh, Christmas time, you'd see uh, uncles and aunts laying around loosening their belts. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, the other thing is, is uh, passing large amounts of foul-smelling gas. That doesn't sound good at all. I don't it's, want any part of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the party I want to go to. No, sir. Yeah. But see what happens is if you're not digesting your food, you're just everything's just not working like it should be. And when you don't digest food, you're you know, it's not efficient. There's a lot of gas being generated. You belch. Yeah. Um, you fart. Yeah. Um, things like that. And you know, you lose a lot of friends that way. Sure. You don't get invited to parties. <laughs> you don't get invited to, to Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. <laughs> You know, and you don't get a present. So <laughs> that's, that's a reason right there to get healthy. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, uh, the crazy thing is, is this. Now, the reason people have heartburn is when the food rots in your gut, it creates an acid. And guess what? That is the acid that causes heartburn. Okay. All right. This is the other thing. Your brain stimulates 
chief cells are inside of your belly in your in your stomach to secrete hydrochloric acid. Hydrochloric acid kills and destroys all the bacteria in your gut, so it's a great line of immune defense. And it digests your food at a pH that's that's most optimum for you to digest your food. So when we take an antacid, guess what happens? Your brain keeps saying, hey, we need more acid down there. Really? And acid keeps absorbing the acid. And the chief cells can become burnt out where they no longer have acid to produce. The other thing is, is we absorb all of our healthy minerals at an acetic pH. So if you take an antacid, you're, you're taking your pH out of an acetic level and you're making it more alkaline. And guess what? You don't pull those minerals. They go right through you. And so you can have brittle bones. Minerals are the spark of life. Minerals are the facilitators of just about every reaction in your body. They carry things. They're catalysts. They're involved with enzymatic reactions and digestion. I mean, they just do everything. And if you're low on minerals, you're going to be low on life. And antacids are one of the biggest lies on the planet. Really? People people don't realize that. That's that's amazing. Right. And antacid does not fix anything. And if you talk to your doctor... He should, if he's honest, he should tell you. So. Wow. You'd think just the opposite with as many as there are out there. And yes. What's the difference between heartburn and acid reflux? That's a great question. Um, acid reflux. What happens is you've got this little sphincter. I'll just call it a trap door, but it's a, a circular muscle that closes and opens. So when you swallow food, the first one third of your esophagus, is that too technical? That's pretty technical. Is it? It's the tube that goes from your mouth to your stomach. Okay. All right. I can picture that. All right. The first part of the first one third of it is all voluntary. In other words, you can control that. It's like, hey, I'm swallowing this. Okay. The first third is voluntary. The middle part of it is part voluntary and part automatic. Okay. Okay. The bottom third is all automatic with that little trap door down there going into your stomach. So what can happen is that acid can come up underneath that trap door and it can start to erode the mucus right there. And then it can get to the nerve and then it can irritate that muscle and that muscle will kind of go in a spasm. It'll open and close, open and close. And then those lovely digestive juices come up into the bottom of that esophagus or that little tube. Wow. And so, That creates heartburn, that creates belching, and after a period of time, it can cause erosion down there. And you know, if you want a good precursor to anything having to do with cancer, just take antacids and eat garbage and uh, just watch it take place. Because a lot of people that get stomach cancer just, they don't take care of themselves and they're on antacids and they get their gallbladder removed and they have this we call it, remember we call it the big word dysbiosis, just screwed up bacteria, bacteria that should not be in their gut, but it's there because it's an opportunistic bacteria and it just takes over your body and, um, not a good, not, not pretty at all. No, it yeah. doesn't sound, yeah. sound like anything good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So bloating, heartburn, acid reflux, GERD, um, uh, what else? What, what other symptoms? Um, have? Constipation or diarrhea? No, nah, I don't want those. 
I don't want them either. <laughs> you know. Um, now, just to be blunt with you here, if you have a good bowel movement, it'll be round and it'll probably be curly cued. Really That's a good bowel movement. Yeah. Um, so what happens inside of your gut is as all this muck gets inside of your gut, your poop will be smaller. It'll be thin or it might come out in pebbles. I know this is gross, but it's just like a pipe. It's got all kinds of sludge inside of it because of all the rotting of the food that's taken place. Yeah. And that rotting food goes into your small intestine and your small intestine is basically where that is supposed to be all broken down. Well, it's not broken down. It's just sludge and it's rotten. And you got all these blood vessels that come into your small intestine. They're called capillaries. And what their job is is to take that broken down food and absorb it into your bloodstream. And so if it's sludge, you're basically, well, I'm just going to say this, you're just pooping in your bloodstream. You're putting oh. crap and garbage and chunk and debris in your bloodstream. Well, guess what that's going to do? Your autoimmune system is going to say, hey, that's not, that's not normal. I want to attack it. So anyhow, and I, I forgot to tell you about this little system in your body. It's called the hepatic portal system. So what happens is food goes in your stomach, but it first goes through a set of arteries into your liver where your liver says, Hey, is this okay? Can we put this back into the stomach or do we need to detoxify it or maybe make it water soluble or fat soluble and just pass it through the stool? And so as you keep putting junk up into that liver, your liver can't detoxify. It gets toxic and you get a fatty liver and your gallbladder gets cut out. And so when your gallbladder gets cut out, you're really losing your ability to break down fats and fats are where we get, we should get our energy from. If you look at a, um, a gram of fat and a gram of sugar and a gram of protein, what has more energy? Oh, wow. That sounds like a trick question. It's not. It's simple. <laughs> you can look it up. It's in a, it's in a table. Nine, nine calories of energy. Okay. In a gram of fat. There's two in protein and three in a carbohydrate. Oh, okay. So, you know, you're, so what happens with poor digestion is you're not metabolizing your fat because your gallbladder is all messed up and toxic or it's been removed. So guess what? If you don't metabolize fat, what happens? You get fat. You get fat around your liver. You get fat around your gut everywhere. And it's toxic fat. What do you do? If you've had your gallbladder removed, what do you do? Well, this is what they should say. Um, Take bile salts. Bile salts will help you emulsify fat. What the gallbladder is, it's a reservoir of bile. You've heard, um, you know, these commercials where they talk about Dawn soap or how it breaks grease up. Right, yeah. Yeah. You don't break up grease with water, right? Right. That ain't going to happen. So what bile is, it's like detergent. It's like Dawn soap. And when you eat a large amount of fat, and, and by the way, fats are very, very healthy for you. Um, the right fats, like fat from a animal that's been grass-fed or fat from a chicken that's outdoors. Um, and so when that fat passes through down into your stomach, it sends a signal to your brain, and your brain sends a signal to your gallbladder, and it says contract. Well, 
what will happen is it contracts and that bile comes right into that stomach and it emulsifies your fat. What it does is it breaks it down and they call them little micelles. They're little tiny droplets of fat. And so the fat can be absorbed, dissolved and absorbed. Um, so this is what happens when somebody eats fat and their, 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 uh, their gallbladder is bad. Well, the stomach sends a signal, Hey, we got fat to the brain. Brain sends a signal back. Hey, contract gallbladder. Gallbladder contracts and there's a stone in there. Oh, ouch. That hurts. Yeah. Okay. So those stones are a sign that your gallbladder is not functioning properly. And if it gets too sludgy and too toxic, they got to remove it. But you can cleanse your gallbladder. It's not pleasant, but you can cleanse it. And that's, <laughs> that's probably another topic. But um, so, you know, and we're just talking about the northern part of digestion. We haven't even gotten to the middle or the southern part. It's a north to south process. It's a disassembly process. Disassembling your food into the smallest fundamental units. So then your body can absorb it in the bloodstream and your cells can make what they need to make to repair cells or to provide energy or to get rid of stuff. What an awesome way to describe it. I just had a, a mental image of digestion. The, the way you, you put that, the disassembly. Awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, very good. Anything else? Is there any other, uh, any other symptoms you can think of? I know we've covered you know, the gamut, stomach, gallbladder, constipation, diarrhea, bloating. Well, we talked about kind of the, you know, we, we talked about the tube that goes from your mouth to your stomach. Mm -hmm. And we talked about your stomach. Then we talked about your small intestine. Um, one thing that a healthy gallbladder does too is it secretes a alkaline substance called chyme or bile and that's in the first part of your small intestine now what that does is this if you have a acetic contents in your stomach and it empties into that first part of your duodenum if your gallbladder is working it'll secrete in there actually excuse me your pancreas um, for the pancreatic duct will secrete enzymes in there that are alkaline okay so if your pancreas is working well Guess what? When that acid hits that first part of that small intestine, it'll neutralize that acid. In some people, their pancreas does not work. And guess what? That acid hits that first section of that small intestine. Eventually, that acid erodes the small intestine. And they start to get a, a duodenal ulcer. Okay. Okay. So your pancreas is really important. Um, it has a lot of enzymes to help you digest your protein and your fat. Um, and so, so once we go through the small intestine, we, we absorb our food. Hopefully it's good, healthy, um, digestive process has taken place. Um, it goes into our bloodstream, but guess what? Digestion is critical, but elimination is just as critical. See, it's just like breathing in and out. You breathe in oxygen. Well, you got CO2. What do we do? We get rid of the CO2. Same thing with food. As we digest our food and we go to that, the stomach sends it, the, the hepatic portal vein goes to the, to the liver and then the liver detoxifies it, puts it back into the stomach and through the, through the, the intestinal tract. 
we have to get rid of that stuff. And so getting rid of it, um, you know, we've got the large intestine after the small intestine. And that's where, that's where our, our body absorbs water and salt in the large intestine. But the large intestine passes through your pelvic area. If your large intestine is healthy, everything will work great. It'll propel the poop out. You'll have a great bowel movement. If it's diseased, like we were talking about, there's a bunch of muck in there, your bowels, they just won't work. You'll either have loose stools, you'll have diarrhea, you'll have constipation, and you'll have a toxic bowel. And that can lead to things like cancer. Or not only that, a toxic bowel can create toxicity in the pelvic organs, like the uterus, the fallopian tubes, the prostate, the bladder. And so that toxicity can create all kinds of problems. So it's just a it's just a plethora. I use that twice. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> a good word. That's the yeah. word of the day. Yeah. Um, it just creates so many bad things. So that's why digestion is so key to, to, to work on that. If you're going to work on one thing, I mean, your nervous system is extremely critical. Um, I would put digestion right up there. Okay. Two things. Okay. Just from our last, from your, from your last little conversation. First of all, I'll say it again. Our bodies are amazing. They're they are. incredible. They are. The way all this stuff works, it, it, as you're describing the process, my mind is going, thank you, thank you, God. Yeah. You know, th- th- this is the most amazing uh, piece of equipment I have ever seen. It is. Second thing, what if, because I've heard this before, what if somebody's bowels are all mucked up? What do you do? I mean, I know... I guess what I'm asking is, is there a solution? There is. Um, I have something called a symptom survey form that I have patients fill out. And, you know, basically it goes over all the systems of the body. And, um, you know, as we do the exam, we tie in the symptom survey with the patients. It gives us an idea of, of what's going on. But first thing is, are you drinking water? That's just a real fundamental thing. If you don't drink water and you drink Cokes, you're just, um, you're, you're committing suicide. That's almost equal to putting diesel fuel in, a, in an unleaded car to me. Yeah, I don't know enough about cars, but you're probably right. I, yeah. I would agree with that. And so if you're not drinking water, for heaven's sake, start drinking water. It's going to help everything in your body. Um, so that's the first thing. The next thing is... Um, are you eating healthy? And of course, everybody says they're eating healthy. They're proud of their food they eat. <laughs> but unfortunately, most people don't know how to eat. Yeah. No one's ever told them how to eat. And so, um, real simply, get rid of um, a lot of the processed foods. Anything on the inside of the store, anything in a package or this process or, or manufactured, get rid of that. And eat twice as many vegetables as fruits. And I would eat chicken, fish, um, you know, meats like that. Wouldn't eat as much beef. You can still eat beef, though. Um, but you can eat real healthy, and that'll improve quite a bit. That brings up a whole other point, because when we first started this podcast, one of the first few episodes, we were talking about eating healthy, and I made the comment that it's easier done, or easier said than done. I'm changing my mind on that. Because these last couple of weeks, 
it, it's more like it's not it's not difficult it's just it's the difficulty of changing a habit right if we have our our refrigerator and our shelves stocked with healthy uh, ingredients it's mm-hmm. not difficult to prepare a good healthy meal it's it's nowhere near as difficult as i expected right right and you know we talked about earlier about the three circles you've got the you know the knowledge where you learn something and then you develop a skill like your skill might be well what kind of breakfast do i want like see i had for lunch after i exercised i had two boiled eggs an avocado, and I put some black pepper and olive oil on it mm. and some sea salt on it. That sounds delicious. Yeah, and that, that was a skill. I had to learn that. Um, but you take the knowledge, you take the skill, and then you take the attitude. The attitude is, hey, the knowledge is good. It's it's good knowledge. Um, the skill that I've developed um, is going to help me get healthier. I'm going to digest my food better. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to have more energy. And you know what? I'm going to keep on doing this every single day for the rest of my life. And I will add new skills and new knowledge and have a better attitude three months from now versus versus right now. And I will pass that on to my kids and my family. Yeah. And see, that's where it's just such a big deal, you know. So you can you can eliminate a lot of your hospital visits. I, mean, I, I, I hate to sound that way, but crisis type situations that may arise. Um, you can be healthier, um, not get sick. I mean, you can be healthy for years and not ever get sick. I mean, that that's normal. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you can handle stress when it comes, you can work, make more money, have more friends and just enjoy life. So digestion is just massive. It's, it I, definitely is. Yeah. And you know how I know? How do you know? Because we've barely scratched the surface and we're out of time. Oh, we are? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't. I mean, we've got notes here. and We haven't even got through uh, the first third. So we are going to have to come back. And next episode, we'll do uh, Digestive Health Part 2. Very good. I, I just hope I remember what we've talked about this <laughs> well, time. Well, you'll have to listen to this episode before we record. <laughs> That's a good idea. We'll have to do that. But it's been so interesting. I love learning. That's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And when there's benefits to the learning, such as a healthier lifestyle and feeling better, having more energy, uh, just being in a better mood, these these are byproducts to the education that you're bringing to me and, and our listeners. I can't thank you enough. Oh, I'm tickled to death. I, I enjoy it. Thank it's, you. It's fantastic. Yeah. So I'd like to say if this is your first time listening uh, to the uh, to your best health with Doctor Banning, please go ahead and subscribe. That way you'll get uh, you'll get the new episodes immediately as they're released. And if you have, or even if you haven't, please think about leaving us a review. That's going to be the best thing you can do to help promote the show. Tell your friends, but leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be on iTunes or Google Play or through a podcast app. And we certainly would appreciate it. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at besthealthpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to, uh, I think it's www.whitehousechiropractic.com. Just Google White House Chiropractic because Dr. Banning's located in the beautiful small town of White House, Tennessee. Google that and uh, check out the website. There's a contact sheet there. Leave us some questions. We'll get to them either on a future episode or we'll, uh, we'll get back to you. We'll answer it one way or another. 
So, Dr. Banning, thank you so much for introducing us today to uh, Digestive Health, and I'm really looking forward to the next episode where we continue our discussion. Me too. All right, take care. We will see you next week.